he has purpose for me. So no matter what anybody does, I know, I know who hands are me. Hallelujah. walking through Psalms 27 and learning principles of how to live, walk in, trusting God and be assured of his presence. I'm learning that if, if I got God's presence, it beats everything else. As long as I know his presence is with me, it doesn't matter what else happens because nothing against me is going to work. The Lord with me is more than the world against me that I know I'm in his presence. Hallelujah. David, who's a man who's chasing the heart of God, teaches us some principles. Amen. Psalms 27, 1 through 4. And it reads as such in our hearing in the King James. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumble and fail. Hallelujah. Then he looks towards, towards the future. He says, though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though a war may come against me, in this will I be confident. Hallelujah. Verse 4 is where we are. One thing. I have desire of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. Hallelujah. Give God some praise. The thought that I have from verse 4 is finding our identity and life 
in Jesus. Father, even now, Lord, move Tracy out the way and you just speak. Lord, your words are life. So, Lord, speak into our spirits. Speak. Lord, just speak. Lord, just speak. Lord, just speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, we talked about David seeing God as his Abba, his daddy, his father. And in spite of his childhood not being the best, in spite of tensions in the family where his older brothers didn't like him, in spite of being invisible to, to, to his father, because because too many times we use our past as our excuse for our attitude. David was able to, to find his way through all of that and found his healing in the Lord. But I still got some questions on the table. Here he is in danger. He is running from what used to be his mentor. King Saul has turned against him because he sees the favor and the anointing on David's life. Listen, just when you are called and you are greatly anointing, expect enemies. Expect people not to like you. I remember Cain and Abel. Abel was blessed because he did the right thing. And his own brother, possibly his twin, who could have done the same thing but refused to, got so angry at the favor on Abel that he killed him. The Bible shows us principles of life, what will happen as you follow on your journey. Don't be surprised. Don't, don't, don't be caught off guard at being anointed a holy favor if it won't bring you uh, trouble on every end, enemies. Don't, don't, don't think just because you walk close with God that everything's going to go well. I'll be honest with you. Walking close with God will bring you trouble, but God will be in your trouble with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. My question is, because David is responding to his, his trouble unusually. He, he, he is saying a prayer in verse 4. He, he says, he said, Lord, it's, it's you that I desire. It's one thing, the main thing. Hold on, not, not, not that you deliver me, not that you kill my enemy, not that you get me out of it, but, but right in the midst of his running, he looks up to God and said, the one thing I desire more than anything, Lord, is you. Is you. David is a man after God's own heart. And when you are a person after God's own heart, in your chasing of God, God will give you illumination and revelation of who he is. When you have trouble, your religion 
won't save you. What you need is a relationship with the living God that you know who he is, that you know that he loves you. You cannot base your relationship on with God based on what's happening around you. Hallelujah. You got to be able to ask yourself, Lord, am I in the right place? Am I in alignment with you? Because trouble is happening around me and I want to make sure that I'm in line with you so that I know that, that, that my trouble is from the enemy and is not punishment from you. Listen, you can be out of alignment and God will bring trouble your way to get you back in alignment. Sometimes we're rebuking God, whooping us. Because we're out of alignment and God was in trouble to wake you up. But David is in alignment and all hell break loose. David finds himself running when, when, when everything was going well, everything had turned upside down. And what he did not understand was that God was preparing him for where he was taking him. Let's get back. How in the world, what does David see that we don't see? How does he say this prayer at this time? I'm not so sure that, that, that if I was in David's situation, this would be my first prayer. I don't, I'm not so sure. I, I hope, I wish, but I'm not so sure that, that I, I, I'll be asking God, Lord, I want to see you. I, I'm not so sure. What is it he sees that we need to dig into so we can understand what's happening here. What David sees, which a lot of us don't see, he sees the heart of God. He sees the character of God. How can I say this? Many of us see God from a wrong point of view. And when you don't see the heart of God, well, you don't see how much he really loves you and cares, and God is not explaining everything he does, you can get an attitude. Oh, come on now. Remember, we're talking about squeezing, that, that God, God is squeezing us to show us where we really are in our relationship with him because anybody can act holy on Sunday. Anybody can talk a whole lot of stuff on Sunday. Listen, your praise on Sunday may not be the reality of where you are. The reality of where you are in relationship with God is when everything is going upside down, inside out, and what comes out of your mouth then. Come on now, don't look at me like you haven't been there. No, 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 look at me as though you haven't been in doubt of God because you didn't understand why God was allowing, listen, bad things to happen. 
Did you know that God allowed bad things to happen, but he will work it together for your good? He will allow your child to die. We will go through sickness. You will get cancer. You will go through stuff. Are you saying me? Well, why not you? We're living in a fallen world with fallen people, with a fallen devil, and God is stretching our faith through evil people, evil things, and evil situations that you may know that in the midst of the evil, God is still God. God is still good. God will make a way out of nowhere. We have to get beyond circumstance and get into a relationship with him that is strong enough to hold us. It's knowing the character of God. David has the Torah, the first five books, and he has spent a lot of time meditating on God because there's no way he could pray this prayer. There's no way he could say that unless he knew the character of God. Did you know that the most frequent used verse in the Bible that has references to it is really coming out of Exodus 34 where God is showing himself to Moses and he says that I am compassionate, I'm long-suffering, that, that my love is faithful. That, that verse right there in the Old Testament, in the Jewish minds, that, 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 that exodus that he shows Moses on top of the mountain, his character is the most quoted verse in the Old Testament. It is for them, it was for them like John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And, 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 and the Hebrew word for womankind is kessa. And what it means is, it's who God is. It's his heart towards us. He can't help himself. Which means that regardless what circumstance he allows, he does it out of his love. David got it. David got it. David is saying, Lord, through my circumstance, you are allowing me, making me, charging me to seek you. How can I say that? Just say it, Tracy. On your own, you wouldn't seek him. Give it ourselves. You know what we want? A surface relationship with God. And want God to be our genie, that he will answer every prayer, give us our every wish, make everything go right. That's surface. That, that's surface. But, but the flesh in us really want that. So if we're not careful, we will get an attitude with God when things don't go our way. Don't look at me with that tone of voice. David had gotten 
what he says, I'm going to read it out of the uh, verse 4, Psalm 27, out of the Amplified Classic. He says, one thing have I asked the Lord, I will seek after, inquire insistently. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. Even when things get better, I'm going to keep on pursuing him because I realize, watch this, my life is in him. Adam and Eve knew that before Genesis chapter 3. In Genesis chapter 2, God makes Adam form his body out of the dust of the earth that he blows in out. Watch it. He exhales of himself that because Adam is in his image, and when Adam opens up his eyes, the first thing he sees, his first experience, is God. A mother zebra, when she has a baby zebra, she will stand in front of that baby zebra, and if that baby zebra moves his head, the mother will move her body so that that zebra can see her. The reason is no other zebra in the herd would take care of that baby but the mother. So that baby has to be able to identify its mother out of this herd of a hundred zebras that looks the same to us, but every zebra has a different pattern. Their stripes is like your fingerprint. There's no zebra alike. So, so, so she is, she is putting herself in the eyesight of this mother zebra so that her pattern would be imprinted on this baby zebra's mind. So that out of the herd, this baby zebra can say, there go my mama. There go my mama. God has imprinted in your spirit himself so that when, when, when you lose your way, you know to come back to him. Within us, God taps into the one desire that for him because your spiritual life, your identity of what he made you for cannot be found any place else but in him. We, we, we're searching all over, trying to find ourselves. We're trying to find the meaning of life outside of ourselves in a world that is lost. And then say, if I just had a man, you get him, he say, Lord, kill that man. <laughs> if I just had a woman, I would eat her up. And you really do want to eat her up. will drain life out of you. Because God will not allow anything to take his place. David got it right. His, his identity. Listen, 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 listen. You would think with all the negative things, David would be down on himself. 
You think with all the static going on, because people are talking, he'd be down on himself. Whose voice are you listening to about you? You better know who you are in Christ Jesus. You can't trust your feelings. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust your no, nobody else. Folks will say stuff to you that will mark you for life. All of us are, are, are getting tags taken off of us of what was done to us, what was said to us, what was exposed to us. And, 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 and David is saying, Lord, it's in you I find my purpose. I find my strength. I find my meaning. Lord, I don't fear no weapon formed against me because I know my purpose that you called me to. And I know that you are God that is faithful. I know that you love me. So no matter what comes against me, it cannot prosper because I know what you said to me. When you know God has called you, everything that the devil can throw against you is going to come at you. And you got to stand flat-footed on what God has said about you, what he has said to you, and wait on the Lord. Is anybody waiting? Is anybody know? God has this for me. I have been seeking his heart. And he has spoken into God. Have you gotten along with God enough that you know that you know he has spoken into your spirit about you to you? Satan deceived Adam and Eve, and he's still deceiving us. He showed up in the garden in Genesis chapter 3. After God has appointed them, has given them kingdom, they have no problems, they know who they are in God, they walk in the cool of the day with God. I mean, they are large and in control. They are so secure, they are naked and don't even know it. <laughs> there, 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 there's no fear. There's no doubt. God is downloading into their spirit. Very important. Not into their emotions, not into their, not, not into their intellect. He downloads into their spirit. How I know that? Because I know in John, the Gospel of John, Jesus says, he says, what I say, I hear the Father say. I don't do nothing unless I see the Father do it. Jesus now replaces the first Adam who failed. He is the second Adam, and he is operating the way the first Adam used to. The way we supposed to. Satan comes in a serpent and speaks to a serpent because Satan at this point can't get into their mind. They are spirit, soul, body being. 
But God had already told them, the day that you eat of the tree, you shall surely die. Your spirit dies. So now, you're so being until you're born again. We who are Christians, God speaks into our spirit. And you got to be more spirit sensitive than intellect sensitive. You got to become more spirit sensitive than emotional sensitive. Did you know you can't trust your own thinking? Did you know you can't trust your emotions? Until God shows us who we are in our spirit, you don't know who you are. I was born this way, not in your spirit. Your spirit is who you was created to be. He said, he says in Colossians chapter 1, he said that all things was created by him, all things were created for him. All powers, authorities, all that exists is by him, for him. Matter of fact, he says he holds everything together. So if he created us for himself, then everything we do is for him. Then he's the only one that can show you what he created you to be. Which means the essence of your life, the essence of your purpose, the essence of your satisfaction will not be found by you by yourself. It's in him. David is dealing with this on a deep level because he realized I'm never going to become who you have called me to be by my own strength, by my own intellect, by my own ability. Lord, all that I have is you. It doesn't even matter if I don't have trouble. Because even without the trouble, I still can't become who I'm supposed to be without you. Lord, you're the essence of my life. Look what he said, look what he said, look what he said. He says it in the Amplified Version, he says, he says, one thing I have desired that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Said, in his, he's not talking about heaven, y'all. He's talking about. Look, I, I constantly want to be aware of your presence. Look, where I am, I, I, I need you to be. Look, 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 look. I, I want to learn that every breath I take, that every move I make is you. You know what? You can get as close to God as you want to. It's amazing how you see these 12 disciples and they experience more than anybody else. At one point, Jesus got a lot of disciples, but when he started talking, a lot of them left. And then he turned to the 12 and said, are you going to leave me too? And the one said, Lord, where will we go? You got the word of life. Our life is in you. You're it. 
You know, Thomas get upset because he said, Lord, uh, uh, we don't know the way. He said, I am the way, the truth. And like, how is it that you are so close to me and you still don't know it's me? Here in, with the 12 disciples, James, Peter, and John experienced more than the rest of them. And if you look at it, God used them more than the rest of them. To the degree that you recognize you need him, you chase him. Somebody didn't hear that. To the degree we recognize we need him, we chase him. David, in his struggle, says, Lord, I could ask for a whole lot of things, but the one thing I recognize I need the most is you. Uh, somebody need to hear what I'm saying. See, what you will learn, that God don't have to move the trouble. He can get into trouble with you and make you shout hallelujah. Hallelujah! God don't have to remove the situation to become your prince of peace. He'll step in the midst of your storm and become your peace in the middle of the storm. All hell is breaking loose all around you. And you walking around like ain't nothing happening. And folks would think you lost your mind. You haven't lost your mind. Your mind being kept by the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will keep you when other folks will lose their mind. People will look at you. Think that you don't have a care in the world, but they don't know. You got this problem, you got that problem, you've been diagnosed with that, you got this going on, but God, but God, but God, but God, God would have lost your mind a long time ago, but God is keeping you. You can't tell everyone what you're going through. Because unless they've been there, are going through it too, they can't take your whole testimony. You know, you, you got to be selective how much you tell folks. Because if they're not there with you, they will start cut talking doubt into you. You got to guard yourself against negativity. You got to guard yourself against what folks are saying. You got to know what the Lord has said to you. And you got to stand on what the Lord has said. You need to get people around you who've been through hell and back. And they can tell you, he did it for me. He'll do it for you. Maybe you need to change the folks you hang with. Maybe the folks you hang with 
is still eating chicken feed. But your ego, God is calling you higher. God is calling you up to an upper level with him. God wants you to set your eyes on him. God wants you to look up, not down. Get away from people who's looking down. You need to spread your wings on the word of the Lord and say, I hear you calling me in the midst of my storm, in the midst of my trouble. I desire you, Lord. Notice what he says. Notice what he says. He says the beauty, what's it, are the attractiveness. David said, I'm in awe of how good he is. I'm in awe of what he's showing me. The reason some of us don't chase him because we don't see him enough. We're looking at everything else. But can I tell you, can't nothing or nobody do you like Jesus. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Can't nothing or nobody do you like Jesus. Listen, listen, listen. I'm almost finished now. Second Corinthians chapter 3. I think it's verse, 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 I don't know, 17. Look what he said. Look what he said. Look what he said. He says, he says 16. He said, but, but, but whenever a person in repentance to the Lord, he says, the veil, the blindness is stripped off. He says, they're no longer walking in full delusion. We who are Christians, we are not totally blind, but we don't totally see. There's more that he has to show you. He can only show us by degree. Until you eat what he has already given you, he won't give you no more to eat. If you don't eat what's on your plate, then you can't have another helping. God has his glory on your plate. Have you ate what's on your plate? Until you eat what's on your plate, you can't expect anymore. But I don't like what's on my plate. But it's good what's on your plate. But I don't want what's on my plate. Then you don't want to see anymore of his glory. But it hurts what's on my plate. But it's not the taste of what's on your plate. It's what it's going to do for you. What it's going to show you. What it's going to take you. Oh! Oh! God has placed on each of our plate a measure of glory. And you can't see no more till you sit down and eat what the Lord has done 
for you. What the law has said to you. You can't have no more till you eat what's on your plate. There's another level of power. There's another level of anointing. There's another level of his beauty. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Not just sometimes, but he's good right now. He got a measure of glory on your plate. And you can't get another measure till you eat this measure. It's glory to glory, level to level, power to power, goodness to goodness. There's another level. Listen, he says I'm calling you to the high call. Not to the low calling. I'm calling us. He's calling us higher and higher. Is there anybody else want to go higher and higher? There's power there. There's understanding there. There's a level that you recognize. He's good. He's good. David saw it. That this trouble, though Satan meant it for his bad, God meant it for his good. Listen, don't mean the trouble was good, but it means that God can turn your trouble can turn your bad and bring a blessing in whatever the devil throws at you. My question is, are you seeking him? Are you looking to him? Are you allowing him to speak? My greatest illuminations of who he is did not come on the mountaintop. It came when he had my full attention in the valley love. And when he comes in, even the devil shuts up. When he comes in, your enemies doesn't matter anymore. When he comes in, your trouble don't look like trouble no more. He'll make where you at holy ground. Because wherever he is, it's holy ground. Hallelujah! 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 There's a number here, the 513-400-3531. If you call it, someone will get back with you. If, if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord, I, I repent of my sins. 
and I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. Today, come into my heart. And the Bible says when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you are saved. Hallelujah. In the house, I got ministers here. They're going to go back to the door. And if you leave out, talk to them. They will pray with you. If you want to become a member of this church, talk to them. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We hope that today's message touched your heart. That you see the heart of God in the message. Let's pray. Father, even now. Lord, we need to see your heart towards us. The devil keeps on lying to us and tells us you're not for us, that you're against us, that you don't love us. But Lord, the devil been a liar from the beginning. Lord, help us not to listen to the voices of our circumstance. Help us not to listen to the voice of our emotions, but speak in our spirit. Guide our spirit. Show us in our spirit that you love us, that you're for us, that our identity and our purpose and our life can only be found in Jesus. He created us. He made us for himself. So Lord, today, touch us. Today, show us. Today, do what only you can do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Love you. Praying for you. We ask that you come share again with us next week. May God keep you and bless you highly. Give God some praise. Here's one.